Thanks for listening to the Embrace Church podcast. Wherever you're at today, we hope this message encourages you to take a step towards Jesus. Let's jump in. Well, hey, Embrace, we are so excited that you are here. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here to everyone at our Sertoma campus, everyone at 57th Street, everyone in T, at all of our network churches, and to each and every one of you with us online. We are overjoyed that you've decided to come, whether you're at a great place right now in life or maybe at a hard place or possibly a combination of the two. Uh, know that we are honored uh, that you've decided to worship with us here today. Uh, well, Saturdays are one of my favorite day of the week. I absolutely love Saturdays, uh, but this hasn't always been the case. Early on in the church, uh, I was a bit of a workaholic, and that's maybe being nice towards myself. Let's just say it. I was a workaholic, okay? Uh, so Saturdays, a lot of times, I'd be finishing half of my message, specifically early on. I'd be working on my message. I'd be meeting with people. I'd have meetings. I mean, over the years, though, so that's how I started. Over the years, though, I've slowly gotten wiser, and I've began to change that. And now, uh, my Saturday is a day to rest. And again, I absolutely love my Saturdays. Well, earlier this month, uh, it was a Saturday, September 2nd to be specific. Uh, I woke up, I made my morning coffee while at the same time I was drinking my Monster Energy drink. Uh, don't judge me. Uh, this is the before picture. I think we have to actually have an after picture as well. And so uh, that's me, uh, my first round of coffee and, and monster drink. But after I finished chugging both drinks, I went outside. I saw my neighbor next door immediately. Hey, Adam, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, it's, it's good to be alive. It's Saturday. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. I've never said that, by the way. That would be a pastor thing to do. I haven't gone there yet. I, I just said, it's been great. And I had a huge smile on my face. Well, a little later on in that morning, we, uh, Becca and I, we went to the farmer's market downtown and saw a whole bunch of people I knew. Literally half of Embrace was there. Uh, I was tempted to start a, a church service between the natural, organic, grass-fed honey and the kombucha, whatever that stuff is. It tastes not like heaven, okay? Uh, so I, I was like, let's just, put, let's just put a worship service right in there. Again, though, seeing person after person after person. Hey, Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Life has never been better. I'm smiling, shaking hands, kissing babies, the whole nine yards. So the entire day, uh, this is what I do. I smile and I, I, I say I'm great, and I'm smiling some, some more, and this is my, my Saturday. Uh, well, friends, here's the truth. Uh, Saturday, September 2nd, uh, was my brother's wedding anniversary. And I've shared this before. My brother, Hugh, uh, unexpectedly passed away back in March. And so this particular Saturday... It was just another first of not having him here. So all day long, I'm smiling. I'm fist pumping. I'm saying hello to people. I'm doing great. Truth is, the entire day, the entire day, I'm broken. I'm thinking about my sister-in-law and the kids and the heartache they're feeling. 
I'm thinking about their wedding day. My, my brother's wedding was the very first wedding I ever officiated. I thought about that. Picture of my brother Hugh on the left. So all day long from the outside, it was a normal Saturday, right? It was great. It was all smoke and mirrors. Again, all day long, I'm grieving, I'm heavy-hearted. And all in all, I was just really, really, really missing my brother. If I'm being honest, even today, I'm like, I'm preaching on smoke and mirrors. Just to be honest, last 24 hours, like right now, it's just sucked. My, my brother's birthday is this week. And so all of this, it brings us to our series that we're in right now called Smoke and Mirrors. If we don't know, smoke and mirrors is an illusion that magicians use to make something look and appear like it's in the room, but it's, it's, it's not real. And so, so this phrase, just to make sure we're all on the same page, I want to give us a, just a definition. Smoke and mirrors, it's something that appears to be impressive and true, but it's an illusion. Again, just to make sure we're all on the same page today, this is so important. Smoke and mirrors, it's something that appears to be impressive and true, but it is an illusion. And so this phrase, it started with magic, right? But unfortunately, the truth is, you can see it in every part of our lives as well. Like so often, you and I, we try to make it look like our lives are perfect and great and never been happier, and this is the day the Lord has made, while often deep down inside of us, it's, it's not okay. Instead, so often, it's all just smoke and mirrors. Now, so far in this series, we've talked about friendship and we've talked about family. Today, though, we're going to continue on and we're going to talk about the smoke and mirrors when it comes to our mental health, when it comes to our mental health. Now, when I say mental health, my guess is there's a whole bunch of different things that come to mind for each of us, right? It's really become a buzzword of sorts, and so there's a whole bunch of things that, that come to, 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 to mind. And so just to be clear, uh, there's clinical mental health, like there's clinical anxiety, and there's clinical depression. Today, though, we're, we're going to try our best to talk about mental health in general. And, and so, so today, when I say mental health, this is what I mean. So I, I want to be clear about this. Mental health is a person's mental and emotional well-being. Again, when it comes to general mental health, it's, it's a person's mental and emotional well-being. Just to be super clear, when I say mental health, I'm talking about all of us. Okay, all of us. Again, general mental health, your mental health and mine. You see, to some degree, to some degree, we all struggle with mental health, our mental health in some way, shape, or form. And so I've already shared about my one Saturday earlier this month in the last 24 hours where I was smiling and saying hello and I'm doing great, but it was smoke and mirrors. I'm, I'm broken, I'm, I'm grieving, I'm heavy hearted. So that's me. What does it look like for you? When it comes to your mental health, what does it look like for you? Maybe for you, each day you go to work and your life looks fine, it actually looks great, but it's smoke and mirrors. Reality is you're anxious. Reality is like every day you're, you're consumed with worry. Worry about what? You name it. Your kids, your job, what other people think about you, your, your parents and their health. Most nights you struggle to sleep at night. Or maybe for you, most people would say that you're the nicest person and you're always kind and friendly with people, but it, it's smoke and mirrors. Reality is you struggle horribly with anger. 
and you're constantly on edge. And you're snapping, and even you see it, you're snapping at things that just are not worth snapping over. And honestly, even your kids are a little scared to be around you. Maybe for you, you got a ton of friends. And you're the life of the party. You're, you're, you're the one who brings life and, and jokes, but it's smoke and mirrors. The reality is you're not happy at all. You're miserable. You thought you'd be at a different place in life. Maybe you struggle with depression or, or possibly a little, health, uh, a little heavier. Your life looks great. You're a functioning human being. You're a great person who comes from a great family, but it's smoke and mirrors. The re reality is you struggle daily with PTSD from, from serving our country. Or, or, or very different, maybe you struggle daily with addiction and you literally can't make it through a day without a drink or you look so healthy, but the truth is, the reality is you're not eating at all. Everything looks great, you're functioning, but you've searched several times, you've searched a phrase, ways to end your life. So there's this gap, right? This huge gap that exists between what we portray and what's real. This gap between what we show others and what's our reality? But specifically when it comes to our mental health, why do we have this gap? Like, why is it there? Where do I start, right? Maybe for some of us it's there because we don't know what to do. We don't know where to start. Like, we want to do something. We don't, know, we don't know where to start. Why do we have this gap? Because it's embarrassing to admit that you're struggling in this way. Like, I'm a grown adult. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be struggling like this. I'm a leader. I'm, I'm a professional. Like, I could lose my job if people found out that I was, I was struggling in this way. And so I need to suck it up, and I need to put on a happy face, and I just need to keep going. I know for myself, one of the main reasons for the gap, I don't want to be a burden to others. Like with my grief the last six months, I don't want to be the constant guy who's a Debbie Downer. And other people have it worse than me, and so I just suck it up, right? I'm a pastor. I see what other people have. They have, they have it worse, and so it's like, Adam, you're fine. That's no big deal. At least this is what I, I tell my, myself. Friends, whatever the reason is for the smoke and mirrors in your life, when it comes to your mental health, this gap isn't good. Whether we want to admit it or not, this gap, it impacts us. And because it impacts us, it impacts everyone around us, including the people that we love the most. More than that, it takes away God's joy and peace in our lives. More than that, it takes away the abundant life that God has to offer us. And so in this area, how do we get rid of the smoke and mirrors? How do we begin to take steps towards well-being, a healthy well-being when it comes to us mentally and emotionally? Well, today, I'm going to try to keep things super, super practical. And my guess is that each of us needs to take away one or two things that is completely different than the one or two things that the next person needs to take. And so that's my prayer is that you would find one or two things that you can apply to your life and leave all the rest. Just look for one or two things that you can, you can practically apply this week to you, okay? So, so jumping in, if we want to get rid of the smoke and mirrors and we want to pursue a, a healthy well-being, one, one thing that is so important is this, take care of your temple. Again, when it comes to getting rid of the illusions, when it comes to getting rid of the smoke and mirrors and taking a step towards getting healthy, you need to take care of your temple. 
Listen to these words from Paul. Paul tells us, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, of God, who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Now, to be clear, Paul's talking about sexual immorality here, but he really, he's talking about our whole self. He's talking about our whole self, which includes our physical body and who we are mentally as well. And so he's saying, don't you realize that your body, your mind, who you are, all that you are is a temple? Like, don't you realize that as Jesus followers, the Holy Spirit, God, lives and dwells inside of you? So hear this, the state of your temple, it impacts you spiritually, but it impacts you mentally and emotionally as well. Translation, listen to this. How you take care of your temple impacts your mental health. Again, how you take care of your temple impacts your mental health. I just wanna say, I feel like we rarely ever hear this. Like ever. Even, even, Even in the church. Again, I'm quoting Paul here. We rarely ever, ever hear this. How you take care of your temple impacts your mental health. So staying super practical. Again, some of us need to hear this. Others of us, it's like, no, I need to hear the next point. A few specific ways that we can take care of our temple. There's so many ways that we can do this. How can we take care of our temple? One way, just one way, exercise. Exercise. How how do we take care of our temple? Moving our bodies. Now, I'm not saying that all of us should become bodybuilders or run in marathons. Jesus, help us, okay? Like, baby, Jesus, help us. If running a marathon is like a requirement for following Jesus, all I'm saying is we need to move. We need to physically move our bodies and exercise. So much of our modern world has completely removed our need to move. Over the last three years alone, if you look at any stat from any organization, it will say that our physical health over the last three years has drastically declined. It's not, not good. We need to move. Again, I'm not saying all of us should join CrossFit. Maybe we should. Friends, it can be something as simple as going on a walk. That's, that's my, my, my exercise of choice, just a nightly walk. It, it, can, be, it can be running. It can be a, a fitness class. Again, Beck and I, we try to go to one or two. She goes to three fitness classes a week and can just be moving around and playing even, going on a hike. I'm just saying moving and exercising impacts our mental health. And to be clear, none of this is coming for me. (laughs) None of it. (laughs) Like uh, zero. Just look at this article from the American Psychological Association. Look at this. It says, want to boost your mental health? Take a walk. Even moderate amounts of exercise can help ward off depression. And then look at this this, this one specific quote it gives us, this this, this stat, 25%. There's 25% lowered risk of depression among adults who got the recommended amount of physical activity per week. Friends, how you take care of your temple. Whether you're five, you're 25, or 65, it matters. We need to move. We need to exercise. Again, another, another practical step. Maybe you need to hear this. Maybe you don't. What is it? Technology. And when I say technology, what I'm trying to say is get off your phone. Get off your phone. Limit the amount of time that you have screen time. Yes, I'm talking about you adults. Screen time for you. Yes, your kids, also grandma and grandpa, this applies to you too. Is your mental and emotional health struggling? Get off your phone. 
I had a friend tell me, Adam, when I get done scrolling on my phone afterwards, I never, ever feel better about my life ever. I'm like, okay, whoa, that's, that's, when I get done with my phone, I never feel more joy in my life. Never, it's never happened. When I get done with my, my life, I never feel more content with who I am. No, he said, it's just the opposite. When I get off my phone scrolling, I'm more restless. I'm more anxious. I'm harder to please. I'm even a little bit angry when I get off of my phone. Get off our phones. And this is where I hear, honestly, this is the, one of the main takeaways I need to hear today. I'm preaching at myself. It's insanity. If there was something super, super simple that would give you more joy and more peace in your life, I could sell it. Like, I would make, I'd make a whole lot of money. Just get off your phone. You would do it, right? More direct from mom and dad. And I'm, I'm walking on whole, uh, sensitive ground here. Mom and dad, I, I, I know it's not easy, specifically with little ones. I, trust me, we've got four of them. Dear God, help us. I, I know it's, it's not easy, and, and screen time is so much easier, but if there was something you could do to lower the, the risk of depression and anxiety for your kids, you would do it. You, you'd do Anything. Other day, I had a therapist friend tell me about the negative impact that phones are having on, on mental health, and he just shared that therapists, are, are, every therapist is, is, is seeing the, the effect all the time that it's having on adults and kids. Literally, study after 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 study. Search it. I mean, it's like, where do I, I don't even know what one is to quote. It's talking about the negative impact that technology is having on our mental health. Other practical help when it comes to taking care of our body, getting more sunlight, community, and deep friendship like we talked about in week one. Also something as simple as getting out in nature. Listen to this, when it comes to nature, the National Alliance of Mental Health out in California did an entire study on the, on the positive effects of just getting out in nature more. Seeing trees, walking, taking in the stars at night. Friends, I know all these examples seem so simple. In, in mental health, it seems so overwhelming. But what if these simple things in our day-to-day -day lives could be game-changing? The stats would say that, it, that, it's, that it's, it's true. Let me read these words one, one more time. This is from Paul don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, so you must honor God with your body. Friends, take care of your temple. Okay, so what's next? Again, maybe this is the point that, that, that you need to hear this. You didn't need to hear point one, but this is it. When it comes to our mental health in general, if we want to get rid of the smoke and mirrors, we want to step towards, towards, towards well-being. And the next thing we can do, get some help. Get some help. Again, when it comes to, to getting rid of the illusion, getting rid of the smoke and mirrors, what can we do? Get some help. Listen to these words from Solomon. Solomon says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but anyone who falls alone is in real trouble. Read that second part again. But, but anyone who falls alone is in real trouble. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? 
I, I would argue it's specifically true when it comes to our mental health. I know in my own life, I can do so little on my own, but if I have the help of just one person to listen to me, if I have the help of just one person to encourage me, if I have the help of just one person who will listen, encourage, and then, then pray for me, I can make it through pretty much anything. To be so clear, when I say get some help, I'm talking about telling a friend how you're really doing. Actually being super honest, telling your friend, I'm grieving, I'm hurting, I'm, I'm angry, I'm doing some things in my private life that I know are not right. This, this week, actually, I had a friend tell me. He was with me, and he, and he gave me the surface answer the whole way through. Right before our time ended, he said, I just got to tell you, Adam, I've never I, I told anybody right now, I'm doing some things that I just know are not good for me. To be clear, when I say get some help, again, telling a friend, it's what we talked about in, in week one. Go, go back and listen to that. Getting some help, I'm talking about scheduling a time to see a therapist. Once a month, I go and see my therapist named Doug. I just love his name, Doug. Uh, I go and see, if you're a Doug, Jesus loves you, okay? In a special, unique sort of way, he loves you. I don't even know what that means, but he loves you, okay? So I go and see Doug, and I can't tell you how priceless it's been to have Doug listen and then reply and respond and speak into how I'm feeling about grief, about loss, about comparison. I can't tell you how powerful it's been just to have Doug speak into my life and what I'm, what I'm walking through. In. And I don't even think it's anything special about Doug per se. I just think it's another human being who's been around the block a couple more times than, than I have. Friends, it is the wise person who goes and sees a therapist. It's the fool who thinks they can do it on their own. You think you're wise and so tough? I don't want to be mean. You're, it, you're kind of being foolish. It's the wise who seek out counselors. Getting some help, I'm talking about going to see a family physician just to see if there's more going on chemically inside of you. Is there a vitamin you can take? Is there a medication you can take that can give you some relief? To be clear, I, I, to be clear, I don't think medication is the silver bullet answer, but there is no question in my, my life. I've seen it, but I've seen it help other people. No question. My wife talks about, about her taking antidepressants openly. I've, I've seen it. Friends, just to say this strongly, I am a huge advocate for getting professional help. Going to see a Christian therapist and also talking with a medical doctor you trust. Just to say it, taking an antidepressant doesn't mean you love Jesus any less. It doesn't. Get some help. Get some help. To say it again, get some help. Okay, so we've talked about taking care of your temple and we've talked about getting some help, but when it comes to our mental health, there's this other factor that it almost seems like we don't even want to acknowledge exists, you know? And yes, there are some places who overemphasize this, but at least in my life, it's, that's not been the case. We don't even acknowledge that exists at all. Today, here's the third and final thing I want us to hear when it comes to our well-being, our mental and emotional well-being, when it comes to getting rid of the smoke and mirrors, we have to understand there's a battle against the unseen. Again, when it comes to our, our mental health, getting rid of the smoke and mirrors, we so often don't want to talk about it, but we have to understand there's a battle against the unseen. Listen to these words from Paul. Paul says, for our struggle, our battle 
is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is so important. Paul's trying to say the battle going on, it's not just in you physically. It's not just a chemical thing. It's not just in your life and what you're walking through in your mind. Instead, there's a spiritual battle going on as well. Like there's a battle going on that's taking place that you can't see that is impacting. It's impacting what? It's impacting everything. Everything. Friends, just to be direct, there are dark forces, Satan and his angels that are trying to influence you. They're trying to confuse you. They want you to be consumed, consumed with worry and anxiety and depression and grief and this and that. And more than anything, these forces, they want to speak lies into your ears. They want to speak lies into your mind, into your soul, into all that you are. And as I'm saying this, yes, I know I sound crazy. And yes, this is the 21st century and we are so enlightened and we're above all this talk and we don't even want to talk about it or, or acknowledge it. I would argue, I would argue that none of us can deny the constant darkness that is pulling on our mental health. None of us. To the point that I, I would honestly argue that you would have to have your head buried in the sand. You would have to be living in a cave. And even in the cave, I would argue that you would see it there, this darkness that right now in our world is pulling on us. No kidding, these dark forces, they're, they're constantly speaking lies to us. And we're, we're constantly being told lies like you are worthless. Lies, you have no purpose. Is that the lie you believe? Lie, be fearful. You're going you're to get hurt. You're going to die. Lies, like you are unlovable. Lies, like you are a piece of trash. You're a terrible mother. Lies, like you're overwhelmed. You're a failure. People hate you. Lies, things are never going to get better for your life. They're never going to get better in your marriage. They're never going to get better. The lie, you can't change. You suck. The lie, it would be so much better if you weren't here anymore. Maybe more direct, it would be so much better if you would just end it. Lies. Any of these lies sound familiar? You're a loser, right? That's a lie. You're this, lies. Any of this sound familiar? Do you know this battle that I'm talking about? It's like, I can't even see it. I don't even know why. Like, it doesn't even make, make sense that I'm, I'm thinking these things, that I'm, I'm believing these things. There's this unseen battle going on. If you've experienced it, friend, you need to fight back. You need to fight back. Like, it's like, what can I do? If I, if I see this, Adam, what can, I, what can I do? You need to fight back. You need to fight back, not with your own self and what you have to say. You need to fight back with truth. Seriously, God has told us so many truths and promises all throughout Scripture. Like, are you, are you consumed with worry? Well, well, thankfully, we're told in Scripture, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which surpasses, which transcends, which goes beyond all understanding. You feel like you have no purpose? Thankfully, we're told before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Friend, are you grieving? Are you heartbroken? 
thankfully, the Lord is close. The Lord tells he's close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Do you feel unwanted? Do you feel un- unlovable? Do you feel like you, you don't deserve to be loved? We're told, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Do you feel like trash? Do you feel used? Do you feel dirty? You just feel dirty. I don't even belong in in, in church, thankfully. We're told if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. And the new is here. The new is here. We go on and on and on. And so, yes, go on walks. Yes, see a therapist. Yes, see a family physician. Yes, yes, take care of your temple. Yes, do this and and, and do that, but also fight like hell. Yes, but also fight back. Speak truth to the lies in your life. Call out the liar for who he is. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you can shove it. Maybe this week that's your, your prayer. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you can, just, you can flee. You have no power. Let me, let me turn these lies back on you, Satan. No, you are the loser. No, you. You have no purpose in my life. No, you are not welcome here in this place. Not because of me, because of him. We need to fight. We need to fight back. Friends, when it comes to our mental health, you and I need to fight the unseen battle. You know, I need to fight the unseen battle. Friends, our, our Bibles are filled with truths and promises. Are we claiming them? Are we holding on them? God, gosh, I'm, I'm restless, restless. I feel like I'm losing this, this battle. Open up your scripture. Just go through the Psalms, and maybe there's just a couple of phrases. Like, I'm going to hold on this truth today. I'm going to hold on to what God says and not what I think or what I feel in this moment, but I'm going to hold on to his truths and promises in my life. You need to fight the unseen battle. You need to. I want to end by sharing these words from, from Jesus. Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy these dark forces. They're not just trying to mess around with you. They're not just playing games with you. They're not just trying to give you a, a bad day. They are coming, and they're only coming to steal and kill and destroy you. Again, they're not playing around. They're trying to end you in every way they can possibly end you. They'll, they'll get in your mind. They'll get in your marriage. They'll get in your home. They'll get in your private life. They will look for a weak point. They will come in and try to steal and kill and destroy you. Thankfully, though, Jesus, what is his goal? What is his reason for come? Jesus says, I have come. I have come that they may have life. I have come that they may have it to the full. This is why Jesus has come. Friends, he doesn't want you to struggle. He doesn't want us to limp through, through, through life. And he's not saying that life will be easy. He's not saying that there's not trials and hardships. Our Savior was nailed to a cross. He knows suffering. He knows pain. He knows heartache. But he says, even in the midst of that, I have come. That you may have life. In the midst of all the darkness, I have come that you will have life and have it to the full. He wants this for your mental health. He wants this for you. He wants it for all that you are. Friends, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. So yes, do these other steps. Take these other actions. But more than anything, we need 
in Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you thankful for who you are. We're thankful that you're with us no matter what. God, we're thankful that you fight on our behalf. So many of us have been trying to fight our whole lives without, without you and your power. And so today, we, we hold on to you. We hold on to your promises. We hold on what's, what's true, and we begin to fight back against this darkness that's all around us. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters, again, those one or two things. Maybe it's seeing a therapist. Maybe it's telling a friend. Maybe it's beginning to go on walks each day just to get out. Maybe it's putting our phone away just for our own, our own sake. Maybe, again, it's chemicals. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. But more than anything, Jesus, for all of us, we take a step towards you. We run towards you. You are our hope. You are our anchor. You are our peace which surpasses all understanding. Jesus, would you fill us right now, even in this moment? Would you fill us with all that you are? Your love, your joy, your self-control. Jesus, we invite you in. Holy Spirit, we invite you to dwell inside of us. We thank you that you are a God, Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If today's message encouraged you or if there's someone who comes to mind that you think might need to hear today's message, take a moment now to share it with them. 